Hey guys, it's time for another monkeyzero.net podcast. This is Kami. This is Keith. And today we're going to be talking about uh, WandaVision, future of the MCU, uh, as far as Disney Plus, and then we're going to explore Chromatica from Lady Gaga a little bit. Yes, uh, we are. So, um, I guess we'll just first dive right on into WandaVision, something that's... Sounds good. Something near and dear to my heart, as we shall say, since... Um, yes, yes. Scarlet Witch is my favorite uh, of the MCU Avengers. Yes, she is my second favorite, but she's definitely up there. She definitely has an impact more than people think. Oh, yes. Of course, we all know that Black Widow is your favorite, and we cannot yes. wait. <laughs> cannot wait for the movie to come out when it finally does. Yes. And what was that new release date that you mentioned? Uh, now it is May 7th of 2021, which is exactly a year from what it was supposed to be this year. So Awesome. Can't wait. In yep, the, I'm excited. In the meantime, we're going to get to check out WandaVision. I know. I'm so excited. Me too. So for those of you who have not seen the trailer, uh, pause the podcast now and go watch the trailer on uh, YouTube. It is very interesting. This looks like it's going to be um, something a little different, kind of like they're going through the uh, whole uh, taking on old school TV shows, sort of, um, while still telling a story. Um, yeah. We saw some pretty cool things that look like uh, uh, Wanda and Vision through uh, the Brady Bunch and maybe... Mm-hmm. I love Lucy or something of that mm-hmm. nature. Um, yeah. But uh, my biggest uh, thing that I'm thinking is going to go on here is, well, we all remember that when we left off, uh, Wanda was still kind of dealing with Vision's death. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was in, in Avengers Endgame, correct? Yes. Yeah, at the end okay. of Endgame. Um, and she not only had to deal with his death once but actually twice because first mm-hmm. she had to kill him mm-hmm. and then Thanos rewound time and then she had to watch him be killed right um, and then she didn't really have time to process all of that right because um, we don't really know what went on and you know while the characters were snapped out of existence mm-hmm um so when she came back she was pretty angry she kicked some butt and uh sure did so but we can tell she's still hurting she really wants him back so i have a feeling that with the things that we're seeing mm-hmm. um we might be looking at like house of m type scenarios here okay i could see that uh, yeah i'm thinking um you know her they've already said her reality warping powers are going to come more into play right um and we've already seen from Age of Ultron where she can at least make other people uh, see visions of uh, alternate realities. Exactly. Um, so I'm thinking that, you know, her her despair is going to get to her and it's going to kind of maybe power her up a bit. And we're going to finally see as she's trying to, you know, bring him back from... Uh, from the dead, so to speak, and maybe mm-hmm. come up with a um, a new life for them together, kind of a perfect life sort of thing, but it's not going to go quite the way that they're expecting. Right. Well, and I think for me, 
you know, also to add to this is that um, there, this show is going to link into the multiverse of madness for Dr. Strange, which is his second movie. And that's going to have a big role into what will happen because in the title multiverse of madness, there is going to be a multiverse um, further than what we've explored. And this is going to kind of show how powerful she is even more than what we're going to see in the show. But I think you were touching on a correct point of that, you know, she's going to make like an alternate reality where everything is perfect and they have kids and they are happy at the end of the day. And, you know, she doesn't have to feel upset, but I think it's also going to get to her because she knows that that isn't real. So it's definitely going to be a, um, a definitely different for her to understand that this is not reality. Like this is an alternate reality, but it's not, exactly what's happening in this reality so exactly and uh i think from the stuff that we've seen and heard already about Mm -hmm. uh you know like them having kids and everything Mm -hmm. um anybody not familiar with the comics in the house of m um Mm -hmm. i think it was that uh storyline anyway where her kids Mm -hmm. were actually taken from her Mm -hmm. um and that kind of drove her off to the deep end and um, more than usual, uh, more than usual. I have a feeling that if it's following those kind of things that maybe WandaVision is going to set things up for her to become uh, more of a villain in Mm -hmm. multiverse of madness. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Um, Especially because, you know, when you get driven crazy, people say you get driven mad Mm. and, you know, here she's creating like multiverses when you have, uh, different versions of reality. Exactly. Um, so I could I could see that happening, and we have mm-hmm. heard that uh, we're going to probably get to see uh, both of her kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming grown up at some point. I'm not sure probably. exactly. Um, but yeah, so that, that should be interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. I know they're going to keep us guessing. Um, oh yeah, and. Each episode will definitely get more hooked as until the episode or until the show ends. And we'll just, we'll keep watching it until we know what, what's going to happen. And even how, cause you know, Marvel loves to keep you on your toes, you know, even when they end the show, you're still not going to know what's happening in the future of the MCU for her or for any of the characters that's in the show. So. Exactly. And uh, one thing I had seen recently too, was a, I think it was like a leaked list of who the current Avenger lineup is going to be. Um, Mm -hmm. for phase four, you know, led by Captain Marvel and all that. And I noticed that Scarlet Witch was not included in that list, which leads me to believe Mm. again that she's either going into a more villain-like role or Mm -hmm. she's going to somehow be incapacitated, um, Mm -hmm. not necessarily killed, but maybe just put out of action for a while. Right, like Um, something's going to happen to her where she has to stop. Yeah, where again in the comics they... Uh, you know, there are times when she became sort of like a villain with, mm-hmm. uh, well, I hate to say villain because, you know, villains you think of as bad guys. And I don't think any of the stuff that she's doing is out of evil. It's she's just misunderstood. She's very misunderstood. Exactly. Exactly. That's perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. I definitely um, think that with her, it's, you know, she, she's one of those people that, it could go both ways where, you know, when she was in 
Ultron, you know, she was technically counts as a villain, but she was also very misunderstood at the time of what happened with her and her family with her brother. And no one knew, you know, why they were so angry and just so upset. And, you know, when they got experimented on in the movie, you know, it was different, you know, because in the in the comics, they went with a different way with it. So um, it's it's interesting to see her like grow because you know she has her anger and she has she can channel it into you know getting rid of Thanos or getting rid of any other foe that needs to be getting rid of you know I think one of the more uh which you will agree with this is a more iconic part for her is when she took out Ultron's heart and he, uh, he said something along the lines of like um you know you don't know what it feels like to have your heart broken and she's like I do now and she like took his heart and like basically turned it into ash and it's you know something like that you know can fuel you to make you mad but also if you're doing it for the right cause it's not frowned upon it's more of you're just doing it to help out to make the world a better place so yeah i agree i definitely think um anything that she does that could be putting her as an adversary mm-hmm. um is certainly done from a place of of purity in her own heart that mm-hmm. she's not trying to really bring destruction because she does she loves her friends and her family of and, course you know what she has and she wants to see peace in the world so mm-hmm. um you know she's just wanting this little bit of peace for herself which is you know vision who was you know that her, was love. Her, her love yeah. and she'd already lost her brother and yeah. the rest of her you know biological family mm-hmm. so um, that was the end of it for her we, yeah. at least we thought but exactly so I can't wait. I'm really, really anxious to see what happens. I'm very curious to know what kind of roles um, Catherine Hahn and um, uh, will be playing and mm-hmm. Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel. Yes. Because um, she's grown how up How she'll now. be playing a role. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting so it'll to be, see how that works. It will. And uh, it's interesting. Uh, WandaVision was actually going to be, what, the second or third of the uh disney plus tv shows yes, uh, yes when they originally scheduled it yeah because it was gonna just be originally it was gonna be black widow and then the falcon and the winter soldier was first and then it was probably gonna be wandavision and then the loki series was not that long after that so there was definitely that that um uh you know different timeline but now that they've kind of switched that i think you know, the fans have been waiting for WandaVision for a while now. And, you know, now that we're finally going to get it this year, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they switch around the entire storyline and how they, because all Marvel films link together and so, and all Marvel projects do. So it'll be interesting to see how WandaVision with Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki series, all of them link to make the next set of Avengers or the next set of movies or whatever. So... Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be fun because um, actually I've got a page pulled up here that shows because uh, originally I remember we had heard about uh, of course Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki, mm-hmm. um, but apparently now they are um, casting for and working on uh, a What If series. Yes. Um, yes, which is kind of like an alternate take on uh, events that uh, happened in the MCU mm-hmm. or. Um, you know how how things could have been different exactly um 
but also I'm seeing that they're thinking about maybe a Hawkeye. Yes. Uh, with Jeremy Renner mm-hmm. uh, in the future. Yes. Um, Ms. Marvel, which uh, I was actually not familiar with the, um, forgive me if I mispronounce her name, Kamala Khan mm-hmm. uh, version uh, until recently. I'd always thought Ms. Marvel was Carol Danvers. Right. Um, but there is a difference. But there is a different mm-hmm. uh, Ms. Marvel um, I think she's she younger has, than Captain she Marvel. She is, and she's, um, I think she's uh, uh, Indian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I do know that they put her in the recently released Avengers game. Mm-hmm. But there's possibility of her having a, um, a series, too. A series. Uh, I also see Moon Knight listed here, but there's no real information on that one. So no. I don't know if that'll happened same with she hulk yes that one that they just casted the person but they haven't um said anything about it but uh they're trying to get um mark ruffalo to come back for a you know for the um for that series because i don't know if you know but apparently she hulk is his cousin and she got affected by the gamma radiation. That's how she becomes She-Hulk. And so they're related. So it would be really smart, at least at the beginning of the series, to like put them together, um, at least to set up to how she became who she is and set up her little world. So, Oh, definitely. And it would be a good way to kind of um, pass the torch from, oh, yeah. from his Hulk to hers so that she can carry on the legacy mm-hmm. and the uh universe well and i'm i've also seen that there it hasn't been confirmed yet but there are talks about agents of sword which is like agents of shield but instead of them being on earth it's going to be in space and they're basically going to be focusing on um the uh extraterrestrial world outside of earth and making you know because when captain marvel came in you know she's from another planet so they were they wanted to start focusing on what happens outside of earth and in a space station. And at the end of, um, of far from home, uh, Spider-Man two, um, there is a shot of, uh, Nick Fury in a space station and that's supposed to be the headquarters for sword. So who knows what will happen with that, but that's supposed to be another, um, uh, show that is going to be in the works in the next couple of years and being made with that. So that could be interesting. I actually didn't even know about that um, particular branch of uh, the Marvel world until I think it was yesterday or the day before when you told me about yeah. that. About that. Yeah, I didn't know about it either until I saw a video about it and I thought it was so cool. And um, it's it's like a more interesting but more in-depth version of what S.H.I.E.L.D. could be and like a more there's more expansion that could happen with the whole company i guess so sounds cool yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see where where this goes but you know don't you think it's interesting i mean we, i know we we couldn't help it and neither could marvel but you know how everything's been kind of pushed because of this whole covid 19 pandemic you know everything's been pushed so if you actually think about this there will be no marvel movies since black widow got pushed for 2020 and they haven't had that happen since 2009 um when iron man when they were in the middle of making iron man 2 so 
it'll be isn't it interesting that they're like i mean it's not a something that they can control but you know now like what do you think will happen with the future of the mcu now that everything's pushed a year um really it's kind of hard to tell i mean i you can tell obviously that they're having to um juggle around release dates and Mm -hmm. stuff um i'm guessing that the things that happen with uh black widow movie correct me if i'm wrong that's a prequel correct? yes um since those events really wouldn't affect anything um that's going to be happening in uh in phase four um it wasn't a big deal to push that but i think it's interesting that they did uh rearrange the release order of the tv shows um because those do have an effect so i'm guessing that perhaps uh, because WandaVision has a bigger effect on, uh, you know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness, um, they wanted to go ahead and get that put out there so that um, maybe they could release Doctor Strange closer to on time mm-hmm. um, if they right. could. Um, but like you said, I didn't realize that um, we really hadn't had um, any other Marvel movies for 2020, though. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of mm-hmm. wild um, when you stop and think about it, because we have been used to having at least, know, one. At least if mm-hmm. not more, um, come out mm-hmm. every year. But maybe it's kind of a, maybe it's keeping us from having like a burnout. Yes. Yes. Think? Yeah. I think it's definitely is something that, um, you know, cause for basically 10 years straight or almost almost 10 years straight you know like you said you know that we had at least two to more movies every year of a marvel movie and they were making movies non-stop so they were probably as we were burnt out but you know but that's how they kept making their money and kept people waiting but now that people are like anticipating for the future of the mcu you know with ant-man 3 and spider-man 3 and venom 2 and um you know all these now you know captain marvel 2 and all these you know movies that are going to be made and TV shows are going to be made. It'll be interesting now that we're like more excited to see the future of the MCU. Um, I'm just nervous that since they've, they've had time to push back stuff that things are going to be as good. Cause I remember in the past, there've been a few movies that not Marvel movies, but other movies that have been pushed in the past and they come out again later and it just isn't as good. And I just think, you know, I just hope that they, stick to their guns and keep what they have and just go on from there and make a good movie and not redo the entirety of the movie. So. I agree. Like sometimes it'll sit there and while they're waiting to be able to release it and they're like, you know what, that part really bothers me. I'm going to mess with that or I'm going to tinker with this. And before you know it, they've done screwed it Mm -hmm. all up. I don't know. I kind of have faith in, in Marvel. They seem to do pretty well with, with that. They're not Um, like the DCEU. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, where unfortunately they just they don't no, know. No, they don't. Doing. And we've talked about that before, <laughs> but they really don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about it before. They don't know what they're doing, but I, I think Marvel will probably do okay. I think the biggest thing is um either they're just pushing everything back, um, which seems to be what we're seeing so mm-hmm. far, um, or they're going to go into overdrive on um pushing things out which like you said i hope that doesn't result in loss of quality um because you know they might be wanting to play catch up with themselves saying hey we wanted to have this out by this Mm -hmm. year 
we got delayed with COVID. Well, we're going to push through and just force ourselves to go right. ahead. Maybe we got to cut some mm-hmm. things, whatever. So I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm nervous, but I'm going to, I'm going to have faith. I mean, I will too. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go in it with open eyes and, you know, give it, give it my full attention. But I also know that, you know, any time in the, in the past, a movie has done, like I said, you know, it's not always been great if they've pushed it. So, but I will definitely have faith in them because Marvel has done well thus far. So, you know, who knows, they might blow us away even more with, with WandaVision and the, you know, the future of the, the next Avengers and the next set of people that they want to use. And it'll definitely be interesting to see where, um, where, where they want to take this and, you know, where you know because with marvel it's like infinite possibilities of what they could do and how many characters they can use and now that they have more rights with more characters they could go so many different ways with it but that just because they have that right doesn't mean that they should because you know that just means that they're overusing everything you know i would rather them do it right like they've been doing and then hope down the line it'll just come out the way it's supposed to so all right. That's why I'm kind of glad they're not doing just a let's dump X-Men to every and every right. single uh, part of the right. franchise because they did recently acquire mm-hmm. rights to the X-Men and people were kind of worried that they were just going to start dumping X-Men in every single Marvel movie. Um, every single Marvel right. movie and it doesn't look like they're going to do that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. And who knows, you know, for the future of X-Men, I mean, um, you know, because there were two separate timelines of X-Men with you know the first one there was you know the first three movies and then we had the quadrilogy of you know we had first class and days of future past and apocalypse and dark phoenix you know those are both good in their own rights i feel like the second half wasn't as you know a lot of people didn't give it enough enough credit because of you know who was in it and who was playing who but um you know who knows what, what they'll go with because they've already had quicksilver in both a an x-men movie and a marvel movie almost at the same time so who knows what what they could do yeah that's very true so i i'm excited very very excited we'll see what happens next yep um anyway um i think we're going to move on to something a little bit more musically inclined um so keith i'm going to let you take over for a little bit um Take the steering okay. wheel. Um, so today I wanted to talk about Chromatica. Uh, that's Lady Gaga's most recent record. Um, this is her sixth record. Um, it This album calls back to when she is known for with her dance pop roots, you know, with the fame and the fame monster, you know, she kind of made a staple for herself in this album. And I feel like, you know, hearing it now um i've had a little bit of time it came out in may and it's now october so i've had a couple months to listen to it and i I've, i enjoy it a lot i definitely think it's um different than any other album that she's ever done which i think you know lady gaga is a visionary she knows what she's doing and she knows what she has to do to keep people on their toes um you know, when I was first introduced to Chromatica, you know, the first single Stupid Love, which came out in February, which I know is also one of your favorites. Um, it definitely gave me like disco funk vibes. It was very 90s and it just had that oomph that Gaga had, but it still had that dance pop at roots at the end of the day. Um, and then her second single for Rain On Me, which 
you know, it saved my month when it came out and it just changed me. And till this day, it's probably uh, one of my favorite songs she's ever put out. And it features Ariana Grande, which as Kami knows, that's one of my top five, if not number one favorite artist of all time. So when I heard that she was going to be on it and uh, I was so excited and the video just kind of cemented the album artwork and just, you know, in space and they're like, you know, on a different planet and they're wearing their amazing outfits and they're and dancing in the rain and it's gorgeous. And then Gaga just put out the new visual for uh, one of the songs called 911, which the video is amazing. But the song is about when she would take antipsychotic medication, which the actual pill is a 911. That's the name of the pill. Um, and it's very interesting to see the visuals uh, grow with her and she's just a visionary. Like I, I can't picture anyone doing what she's doing right now. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I want to ask you, you know, what, what were your first thoughts when you first heard the record? Um, well, I'm, I'm with you as far as um, I was definitely getting the, the dance kind of disco-y eighties vibe or whatever with um, stupid love when mm-hmm. she came out with that. And um you know, rain on me. Um, that was an yeah. awesome song. Um, I think actually, uh, nine one one has grown to be probably one of my top songs okay. off the album. Um, since mm-hmm. seeing the video and just kind of hearing mm-hmm. it more, um, she is she's an amazing artist because um, not only does she make awesome music, but she tells amazing little mm-hmm. stories um, in her yes. music videos. Um, I remember as we were watching nine one one, um, I was picking up little bits and pieces of the story mm-hmm. she was telling, and then you put it all in perspective for me with one tidbit of information, and, and I had to watch it over again mm-hmm. just to you know suddenly now look at it with with that information in my head, and it's like oh my god, you know this is this right. is awesome, but she's got such an eye for mm-hmm. detail and um. You know, when I heard the record, it was like, this is definitely um, a fun uh, dance record. It, it's closer to her earlier stuff and, and less like the, um, you know, the stuff uh, right before mm-hmm. this record where it seemed a, a little less mm-hmm. fancy. Um, I think it's going back to her roots, which yeah. I really like. Um, and even if some of the subject matter is a little heavier... Mm-hmm. Um, such as like in nine one one, um, the the music is still kind mm-hmm. of uplifting in a way. It's uh, it's more cheerful sounding, I guess you could say. Yeah, upbeat, um, yeah. tempo. I, I, um, which which as you know is a big favorite. Right. Of mine, well, so. and I think you know with you know I think she's really good at making songs that sound depressing. If you just like read the lyrics and you just you know hear her message, but then she's good at able to make a sad song sounding um uh what's the word um very up tempo and happy again you know i thought it was funny because you know there are two people that in my mind i can think of right now that have been able to make a sad song super up tempo you know one instance is an artist that i introduced you to 3 years ago her name is camila cabello and she has a song called crying in the club and which I know is one of your favorite songs by her, if not the top. And the, oh, yes. and the message of that song is about, you know, 
you know, I ain't going to cry in the club no more. You know, I'm not going to cry over you. I'm just going to have fun. And it's an up-tempo song and it gets you moving. And it samples, you know, Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera. And another one that makes me think of is Katy Perry's Teary Eyes. You know, the song is so disco-y, dancey, but it's song about, uh, you know, just keep on dancing through those teary eyes. I mean, you know, it's it's a lot different than just sitting there and writing a sad ballad and just, you know, crying and getting your emotions out. You know, you want to go to the club and dance and have fun and forget about your worries and your all that sadness and you just want to dance the night away. And that's definitely, I think what we need right now in this world is uplifting music, even though it seems upsetting in the lyrics, you know, you just want to get up and dance. Cause we, you know, we can't go to the club. We can't go to the bars as much. And, you know, it's, it's very, every, everything's restricting. So I think, you know, this music with Chromatica definitely, you know, you don't really slow down. Like you very, like, it's very constant. Keep, keep it going you know, it doesn't really get slow. And I feel like, you know, we, we need that right now. We need to get on our feet and keep moving. Otherwise we're not going to get out of this, this rut of the pandemic. And I feel like, you know, there are many albums that have come out that have helped that, but I think Chromatica is definitely in that top tier that just make you want to get up and dance. And even though you're getting through your pain, it definitely just makes you want to get out on that dance floor and just dance your ass off. Yeah, I would agree. And we definitely need some of that um, lifting up um, with the way things are going. This pandemic's brought out the oh, worst yes. in people. And being able to hear a record that regardless of um, whether the uh, you know lyrics are happy, sad, right. positive, negative, hearing that upbeat mm-hmm. uh, music just kind of, it brings you in a happier mood or a, you know, a better place. And uh, kind of takes you out of all that misery for mm-hmm. a few minutes. I agree with that. Because, you know, I think everybody's reaching this point of um, just almost like a yeah. blah mode. We're kind of confused. Um, being stuck in know? the house. Yeah. So uh, a record like this definitely helps um, bring you out of that a right. little bit and give give you a little bit of something to oh, group yeah. to for a while. Yeah, definitely like just going, like like you said, you know, going, I feel like Chromatica is like a fantasy world and, you know, we, we need a minute to just not be in our world and Chromatica kind of takes you on a journey on a ride to another planet and gets you to like, forget about your worries and listen to her story and, you know, dance the pain away and have fun and just jam out and, you know, not think about anything. You know, every time I listen to Chromatica, I feel like I'm not thinking about the world I'm just thinking about you know enjoying that moment and being happy and trying to you know get through that pain and be happy at the end of the day and I know that you know there have been so many tough times this past year not just with the COVID but with personal struggles that you know you you know hearing this record it just made me remember like everything will be okay and it it will get better and you know not a lot of records do that anymore so hearing that record just kind of changed how I think about life and how I want to continue with everything and make better progress just as the music is getting more of tempo. I want to be more of tempo and, you know, I want to be positive as best as I can. And that's what I think this record does. And I feel like we need more records like that going through this and it'll definitely help out at the end of the day. I definitely agree. We do need more stuff like this, but yeah, I definitely think Chromatica 
is definitely a good record for her. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where she goes next because, you know, she had about three or four dance records straight up. You know, she had The Fame, The Fame Monster, Born This Way, and Art Pop, and those were really dance-inspired. And then she went into the jazz world, and then she made a country record, and then she made a movie, and then she has back down to this. So it'll be interesting to see the future of Gaga and the future of what she does. I mean, she's always keeping us on our toes, so who knows what she'll do next. I agree. So, um, so what do you think the next single ooh, is going to be? Or have no, they, they released haven't, anything? I was thinking about that, but um, if you listen at the end of the 911 video, um, there is an instrumental for Chromatica 3, which leads into Sign From Above, which is the song with Elton John. Um, so I think uh-huh. that is going into the next one I'm, I'm thinking. And also she did do an interview saying that her favorites, one of her favorite songs off the record is sign from above with Elton because she's like he's family you know we always love to hang out and make music together and just be together and you know be them so I I would think sign from above would probably be the next record it'll be interesting to see or the next single it'll be interesting to see what um what visual they do for that and if they're in the same room or what but I definitely would love to see that visual for that song um brought to life because you know, it's kind of like if Cher and her were to do a song, it would be very iconic, you know, hearing Elton and Gaga do a song and do a visual and make it start. I think that's like leading into what's next. So. Yeah, I think that would be a really awesome, um, awesome affair there. I'd like to, I'd like to see that and I'd like to see how they, uh, you know, oh, what yeah. kind of story they tell and, you know, of course, all the of costumes. Of course, because you know everything. they're both like dramatic, and they're both just out there, just as individual people, and put them together. It's like a, it's a crazy combust of you know, like Gaga and Elton. Like it's just going to be insane. Yeah, well, I wonder if she'd be kind of going in the, continuing on in the direction of "Stupid Love" and "Rain on Me," where it was kind of the, um, yeah, in space sort of thing, or if she was gonna. Um, tear away from that like she did with 911 and go into something a little more uh you mm-hmm. know grounded like where it took place right. in her mind but you know it also took place in uh the very real world so it'd be interesting to see what kind of story she decides to turn that into if she does yeah that i'd the be next excited single. to see where she goes with this because there are so many opportunities of what could happen with chromatica so i'm excited very excited oh, yeah me too but yeah Well, I think it has definitely been a um, been a very good year for music, and it's only getting better as yes. we go. We've still got a few um, big releases yes. coming up. Well, um, I, w- I think the I was going to ask you what was what is one that I know I don't think Miley's is coming out yet, but what is one that you are looking forward to by the end of the year? Yes, definitely a Little Mix. And what is their album called? Definitely a Little Mix. Yes, Confetti from the Sky Like Confetti. I'm so excited. Yes. This is their sixth record, um, which is insane because, you know, girl groups don't last long. They really don't. I mean, look at the Spice No, girls. and I mean, yeah, I hate long. to say this, but even Fifth Harmony. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're doing been, well. I'm excited been around for, for a while and... Confetti. I'm excited also to hear Kylie Minogue's disco album. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm excited for that one, too. I'm 
Um, so yeah, we've still got a couple of good yeah. releases coming out this year. So uh, expect to hear more about those on future podcasts yes, and or yes. reviews. We are definitely going to be making those and, I'm excited also to um, get into WandaVision and watch that. I'm very excited. Yep. Me too. I can't wait. Um, As more of this stuff comes out, we'll definitely be doing more podcasts um, and reviews. So uh, anyway, um, was there anything else you wanted to go over today? I think I covered everything. Did you cover everything? I think so, or at least all we can, uh, all time will allow. Fair point. (laughs) Uh, All right. All right. Until until next time. time. Have a good one. All right. Bye. All righty.